The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Today's Blitz Rewind starts now. It's interesting to me, though. I, I Almost all the stuff I've read nationally, they praise the Rockets more than they do the Nets. Because uh, there is a lot of that thought that the Nets could just implode. There's a lot of skepticism, sure. Yeah. You know, as we mentioned yesterday, I, I think this is the right move for the Rockets. You know, maybe those picks turn into something. Who knows? Maybe so. But either way, reset button hit, and here you go. It's going to be so much fun to see if things implode in Brooklyn. That's a really solid win for that Texas Tech team, and there's some real good teams in this state. And I don't think this diminishes anything that Texas is. They've won a few games like that. They've won some games at the buzzer. They were due to lose one. But, yeah, it's a quality field, and there's a lot of teams that could end up playing late into the season, which means it should be an awesome tournament, right? Yeah, I mean... I'm excited about the the teams in the state here. You've got you got four teams in this state that are legit Final Four contenders. Yeah, that's pretty. That's bad pretty ass. cool. Here's Fred Fowler and AJ Hoffman, and we are back on the Blitz. Our number three seven zero one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number seven zero one three seven eight zero three seven seven six, or you can get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz, click like, you're good to go. There's Twitter at Fred Fowler, F A O U R at AJ is the real. At Aaron is blitzed at Degenerates975. You can text the show. You know the number for that. And uh, if you missed the first two hours, that is some of what you missed. A lot of Harden talk. A little more Deshaun talk. And now Cannibal talk. Uh, that is uh, all available at podcastarena.com. And uh, also just jumped in with Urban Meyer being hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I've gotten several people ask me what what would it take for the Jaguars to trade their number one pick. I don't think there's a price. I, I don't. I think it'd take Patrick Mahomes in a package centered yeah. around Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, uh, because uh, it, so it, if you're a team that that wants Trevor Lawrence, I think you can forget it. I, mean, I just don't see any package out there that the Jaguars would take. Which I mean, and it it still boggles my mind that somehow the Jets were the front runners for this opportunity and somehow blew it. Mm. Like, that's the most Jets thing that could have happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it's the perfect Jets thing. And after trying so hard to lose that game against the Raiders. Right. And, and then they like, they're like they like, all right, let's go out all-out effort. People are questioning our effort now. Well, <laughs> just yeah. let them question it. Who cares? Yeah, question it all you want. Just go get Trevor Lawrence. And uh, you know what? And I, I think that's... That's the one job that I would still rate below the Texans job, if you want to be perfectly honest, is uh, I, I don't think I'd want that Jets job at this point. And if you had the number sure. one I'm pick. Not sure. I'm not sure where I go on that one. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm. I'll hear an argument for both sides, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll certainly listen. I'm, I'm trying to find anything now that I hate less than the, the Texans. So um, I, 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 a lot of it depends on if Deshaun ends up staying here or not. Right. Right. If Deshaun leaves, I certainly like the Jets' job better. Oh, absolutely. I don't think there's any doubt about that. All right, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776 if you want to get in. Still willing to talk a little uh, Harden with you if you want to do that. Still willing to talk a little 
about Deshaun and and the job. The uh, we, we've talked about some of the coaching candidates that uh, uh, the Texans have at least looked at and that we'll have in. And so far, it looks like it's Nick Casario's team and not Jesus Easterbees. But yeah, which is a good thing. That's what everybody was scared of, right? Um, yeah, but I mean, again, we still don't know. Uh, it, it, if, if this may be just another dog and pony show, they may be trotting all these guys out. So we're going to wait for Eric B and me and, uh, Oh, we'll go get Josh McDaniels. Great. <laughs> That's true. Don't you're, you're being, uh, you're being AJ right now, like just assuming that the worst thing is going to happen because that's what happens with the Texans. I'm assuming that the that the worst thing could happen, not that it's going to. Uh, I'm I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt, barely, <laughs> but we'll we'll see. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN is your number, um, and yeah, but but I do think when you when you look at when you look at this organization now. I mean, basically, Nick Casario has three jobs. He's got to get, and no, there's no chance they'd trade Deshaun for the number one pick because the Jaguars wouldn't do it. I think the Jaguars would rather keep everything they've got and draft Trevor Lawrence and build with that. You know, I, guys, stop trying to get the Jaguars' number one pick. It's not going to happen. It's not yours. It's theirs. No, it's theirs. They earned it fair and square. They choked their butts off uh, to get there, so... You know what? They had to catch the Jets. They worked their ass off to catch yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So you, you just leave the Jaguars alone. Quit trying to get their number one pick, and it, it doesn't matter. I mean, yeah, if, if, I'm, if I'm the Texans and that was an option at this stage, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm either team I do that. But, yeah. I mean, I, I've talked about it. Unless you, unless you feel like you're close I'd much rather have the quarterback that's on the that's on the cheap. I mean, and not just any quarterback, but a, a quarterback that I'm assuming is going to be very good. Yeah. If, if if this were any if this were a random year where you know the best quarterback was going to be you know either you're choosing between Sam Darnold or or Josh Allen or you know Josh Rosen or Joe Burrow or Tua whoever it was, I, I would probably I'd rather keep Deshaun. I, I do mostly because I have such a strong belief that Trevor Lawrence is going to be very good. I, I would take Trevor Lawrence over over many many quarterback situations right now. Yeah, well, if you're the Texans, you're going to try to want to get more than uh, the number one overall pick, and if you're the Jags, right. you're not going to you're, you're going to say why no. would you want to give up? Why would you want to give up him plus? Yeah. That's the that's the part that because, really wouldn't make sense for them. Well, and that's the thing. to me, the Jags are not the Dolphins. The Dolphins are. are, are you put Deshaun Watson on there; they're a Super Bowl contender. Yes, uh, the Jags and, and the Jags aren't there. close. No, they're, they're just the Texans. They're 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 the Texans with I think some better young talent on defense. That's about it. Um, so no, I don't. I don't. None of these things make any sense. So uh, let, let's let's all agree that we won't. We're, we're going to just quit trying to get the Jaguars pick, okay? Because you're not getting it. They're not trading it, and there's not a deal out there that makes sense. Where you you would say. It, I mean, oh, what if you trade him Joe Burrow? They're not going to want Joe Burrow over this kid. So. No. <laughs> uh, and no, Urban's not going to take Fields. Just be- no. You know what? Fields wasn't there when Urban was there. <laughs> yeah, Urban he, has he no connection yeah, to he Josh He transferred Fields. in there uh, after Urban was gone. Um, so, no. I mean, that's stop. And, and if he does, I would fire him immediately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's not doing that. And plus, he's not the GM. So, But can I just... Could stop it. Stop trying to find ways where Trevor Lawrence winds up somewhere other than Jacksonville. 
It is those not, things don't exist. Yeah, no, it doesn't happen. And I don't know if this is just poor sad Jet fan trying to come up with something, but nobody's taking Fields over Trevor Lawrence. It's not happening. Not doing it just because it's Urban Meyer. And that's all I have to say about that. All the reports I've seen when I do show prep the last few days is that Trevor Lawrence was the reason Urban Meyer decided he wanted to do this is because he's in love with Trevor Lawrence and said, if I can build a team around that guy, I'll give the NFL a go. Well, there you go. And and why wouldn't you? So, yeah, I don't, I don't know where some of this stuff gets started, but you guys, you should be trusting in us. We're, we're, we're trying to give you the good information. We're not gonna. We're not gonna tell you stuff like, "Oh, what he might want Justin Fields," or "Oh, they, he Trevor Lawrence might not go number one." Oh, let's trade the number one over. No, no, ridiculous. This isn't Bill O'Brien. Now, if they hired Bill O'Brien as GM in Jacksonville, eh, okay, then I'll entertain that because anything's possible. Like trading DeAndre Hopkins, <laughs> that still burns me. Yeah, I still remember when that was never a possibility. Yeah, well, it, it wasn't a possibility to a reasonable person. Yeah, no no reasonable person was going, oh, yeah, they're, they're trading DeAndre. And then it happened. So, if Bill O'Brien were facilitating the Harden trade, what would he have gotten in return, like two second-round picks? No, you know what he would have gotten? What's the worst contract for a broken-down player? He would have gotten, he would have gotten John Wall. Oh, Wait, mm, mm, I I mean, um, who who is it that that somehow the Seventy Sixers traded that had like the worst contract? Al Horford. Yeah, yeah he would have gotten Al Tobias Horford. Harris. They had two of them. Yeah, he, they, he would have taken both of them. So, what if there's video of Trevor that pops up with him in a bong mask? How can you tell with that beak? <laughs> I mean, he's got a bigger beak than I do. It, it not there's I, I, I mean unless even if he's a cannibal. You know, he's partying with Army Hammer. It's not going to affect anything. There's no scenario you guys can uh, you can come up with. All right, I got to tell you guys about TGS Insurance. If you own your home, you're looking for ways to save money. Why not save money on your homeowner's insurance? It's not something you get to put in your hand. It's not something you can hang on your wall. It's just something that you got to pay for. And uh, if you're going to pay, and you have to, why not save? And I did this. I saved over $1,000 a year on my homeowner's insurance. And it's really unbelievable because I, you know, I don't notice any difference, obviously. Uh, the average customer saving over $900 a month with TGS insurance. That's the only difference I'm noticing is saving money. Uh, Graham in our office saved $2,600 a year by switching to TGS. Imagine had he done that three or four years ago when I first tried to tell you guys about this. He'd, have, he'd just have a stack of cash. He'd have a used Honda Accord sitting there. Guys, don't waste your time. It's so easy. Text the word money to 232323. They'll ask for your address. You send that back. They're going to send you a firm quote with excellent coverage. And there, there's no, you're not locked in until you decide to go with them. That's money to 232323 for TGS. You're not with it. Get up missing. Can't catch him slipping if he slip, he get up drilling. My young gym be tripping, ain't no question if he. You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5 and on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios. 
Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. Somebody asked me, what are the odds Alabama's committed players will pull back their commitment because of O'Brien? That, that's There's no way in hell. I mean, they're committing to Nick Saban. Bill O'Brien is not going to have any negative or positive impact on Alabama. Whoever the whoever the offensive coordinator there is, is going to have success. That's just, I mean, now he's not going to have the success they had this year. I, I'd be willing to bet money on that, that there's no way Alabama's offense is better than it was this season, but that's nothing to do with O'Brien, really. I mean, that's because they had a historic offense. So he's there's going to be no impact there. I mean, you're not even going to hear anybody talk about Bill O'Brien. I don't, I, don't, I don't think it matters. I mean, you didn't hear much about Steve Sarkeesian until he took the job yeah. in Texas. Yeah, that was it. And, and this is what this is another uh, chapter in you know Nick Saban, ta- the island of misfit toys, bringing bringing something in and patching it up and and re- restarting his career. I think the only one we heard anything about while he was there was Lane Kiffin because he was banging sorority girls ten at a time, right? Which you know, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. Uh, Lamont says, uh, do you feel like Urban lied to Texas, or is this a case of UT trying to save face and then flat out just told them he was not interested? I don't know, because I remember right before Urban talked to Texas, Urban Meyer was like on on some round table basically saying, I, I'm looking to get back in the job, I'm looking to get back in the mix. Like He was excited to go work again, and then Texas apparently was interested in him, and he he backed out. I, I don't know what it what it was. I will say this. You know, obviously, being the head coach of an NFL team is a, a a job that comes with a lot of pressure, no matter what. But I think being the being the the head coach at a major you know football program in college is even more of a job because you've got so many more things you've got to do, recruiting things like that. I, I think that maybe he got to Texas and talked to them and realized that this was maybe a little overwhelming because this would take him right back to what happened at Florida and Ohio State, where his health would start to decline. Uh, because in, in you know there's not even there's not an off season in in, in college football if if you're a head coach you're you're always working so I, I don't know I or he just or he just wasn't interested in that job in Texas you know didn't want to flat out say yeah we're not good enough for Urban Meyer <laughs> yeah. I, I don't really know I, and I don't know that we'll ever know well but it is an interesting it's an interesting thought and you, you talk about health. I'll just throw this out there. There's a lot less pressure coaching the Jaguars than there is at the University of Texas. 100%. And, and, it, and people don't believe that because, well, the NFL, it's a big boy. Like, no, I'm telling you. It, it, now, is there more pressure coaching at TCU or, or the NFL? It's, it's, TC, or it's the NFL. But yeah, no question. At, at, some of the, at these football factories, these places where it's really, I mean, where it's not just big business, it, it's huge business. Alabama, Ohio State, USC, Florida, uh, Texas, Michigan. It, it's a it's a different level of of game, and it's a it's a, it's a different level of work commitment. Uh, you got some Schefter audio? Yeah, he explained basically why Urban Meyer now would want to go to the NFL instead of college. Okay. What he struggled with at the college level, I believe, was that when he lost a game in a college football season, their season essentially was shot in terms of winning a national championship. There are not too many teams that lose a game in college football and go on to win the national championship. So at the NFL, he could lose a little bit more, and it wouldn't drive him as crazy as it did in the college level. Mm, Okay. 
Uh, I don't know if I'm buying that. Uh, I, I just, but you know what? It, it's and who knows what motivates these guys, right? A lot of a lot of guys want to go to the NFL and and see what they can do there. And, and I think Urban's done everything in college football that he wanted to do as long as he was going to. Uh, uh, there's a there's a goal. We don't want to see goals in this game. This is the under game. Uh, but no, you, you, in Urban Meyer's case, yeah, if he had stayed at one place like Nick Saban did, he might have six titles. But otherwise, he's done everything he wanted to do in college. So why not go try the NFL and get a generational talented quarterback to play with? I, I think that's a good thing. Um, let's get one more call in. Robert wants to weigh in on the Rockets trade or Nets trade, however you want to look at it. What's up, Robert? Yeah, I just wonder, uh, what do y'all think that, about the Nets trading Kyrie away and bringing in Westbrook? Like, instead of having Kyrie there being a distraction, bring in Westbrook who want to play and they get the original big three together. I, I, but James Harden doesn't want to play with Russ. Like, yeah. that's what that's what we why, found. Why is everybody so fascinated with this? This is about the 10th time I've heard this. Let's get old KC back together. That, Harden doesn't want, Westbrook doesn't want to play with Harden. Harden doesn't want to play with Westbrook. We just saw that act. Yeah, uh, it, guys, it's done. guys, guys. That's that's we're gonna have to we're gonna have to put that one in the. Uh, in the and by box. the way, we, we've seen that act. We've seen those three guys together. They didn't win back when they were young, too. Right? There's a big difference. Yeah, let's put that one in the box with the what if the Jaguars were to get this for the number one pick discussions. Exactly. <sighs> Goodness gracious, guys. He may get out of there, but I mean, yeah. if you've got Kyrie Irving, I can't imagine you're trading him for Russ Westbrook. Yeah, you, you you better do better than than Russell Westbrook for him. But yeah, because I, otherwise, the it, the the Rockets will feel stupid that they couldn't just trade Russell Westbrook for Kyrie Irving uh, back back in the day. <laughs> why do uh, why do people always want to get the bands back together? I'm not sure, especially the ones that weren't very good. I mean, no, I mean, they, they went to an NBA Finals. They but, did, but that you know, they're not. They're all older now. It won't be anywhere near the same thing. And they, eh, I don't know. I don't know why people want to do that. <sighs> Deacon says, you know, Westbrook doesn't want to play with Durant. Yeah, there was a little bad blood there, too, if you recall, when uh, Durant left. So, yeah. You know, maybe we should uh, maybe we should just put the brakes on that. I better put the brakes on the scoring in this game. That's two goals already. <laughs> and it's the team that plays defense that's scoring goals. They're not supposed to be doing that. Supposed to be grinding. Oh, well. Uh, 713-780-ESPN is your number. 713-780-3776. But, uh, and, you know, we talk about, we were talking about pressure in, in, in Urban Meyer, but Jacksonville is definitely uh, a very low-pressure organization. I mean, it's, it's not the same as if you go to the Jets or the Giants, um, you know, where, where you're in a major media market where people care about those teams no matter how bad they are uh jacksonville's just kind of there and now it, it might be interesting if when they start spending more time in london again because those those london uh tabloids will get on you but uh i think uh you know i, I mean i i think it's a good relaxing place to go find out if you can win in the nfl and you got every advantage in terms of picks and 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 having a player like trevor lawrence he says, I really don't understand how people think the Rockets won that trade. What kind of players are they going to be getting with the 27th pick? We don't know what those picks are going to be. That, that's the thing. There's no, way to, there's no way to know right now where those picks are going to be. And, you know, the, the reality is it, it wasn't about winning at this point. It was about what's the most you can get. Yeah. And this is about the most they could get. So it, it's a good trade for them. 
and it could be a good trade for the Nets. Sometimes that happens. It's, it's I don't. That's another fascination. I don't get who won the trade. A, the perfect trade is good for both teams, or, or at least fits both teams. In this case, the Nets think they can win a championship, and Harden's the piece they need. In the Rockets' case, it wasn't going anywhere with him. They get a bunch of picks for him. I think I think both guys could easily win here. Uh, both sides could easily win. Both sides could wind up losing. But I, I in the Rock in the Rockets' case, what have, what are you really lost? You weren't you weren't winning a championship this year with the guy. So we're fascinated with strange things today, AJ. I don't know. What we are. Is. Yeah. Oh, not well, not us. Right. Uh, but hey, uh, next segment. Can I tell you about some? Netflix movies that are coming this year because there's, yes. there's some that I think you're going to be interested in. I think one or two, but uh, we'll do that next segment. And uh, um, yeah, it's it's uh, really been a sportsy stretch here. Hey, three two hop was a good trade for the Cardinals. Didn't I not just say the best trades? That was not the best trade. That was the worst trade ever. And I think it goes down. That will go down as maybe the worst trade in the history of the NFL. There's, you know, we've gone through some of them before, but most of the ones that, that were like that, they didn't know what the guy was when they traded for him. We, we knew who Hopkins was. He was one of the top receivers in the game. And we knew what David Johnson was. Broken down old man who had one good game this year. He did, but it was at the end of the season, so they, that, that way they'll keep him next year. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, let's not do – boy, that – yeah, and boy, it's so funny. After that one game, we were getting texts from people like, oh, should you consider bringing David Johnson back on a smaller contract? No! No! Let's move on! Hey, man, f*** that. Oh, I just, uh, no, I, I, I think they need uh, all new running backs. There'll be some free agents that are inexpensive that will give you more than what you got last year. And, you know, get some draft picks, get some undrafted guys in here. And go from there. But, I mean, I think the, the the bulk of their problem is on defense. They've got – that's where they're going to have to go and get some really good free agents. All right, we'll talk uh, – we're going to talk some movies when we come back. We'll mix it up. It is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Call into the HRP listener line, dial 713 780 ESPN. Looking to outsource your company's HR and payroll? Get the top initiative and smart solutions with HRP.net. is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. 713-780-ESPN is your number. All right, we uh, promised you some Netflix uh, news for the year. I think uh, like Extraction and Old Guard were two of the biggest hits last year of the original netflix movies i, I like both of those I, I, I really liked old guard i'm looking forward to the sequel to that but here's uh i saw that netflix is gonna they're gonna put out movies every week new movies every week i kind of like that i like that too uh not you know they're not all gonna be good 
No, of course not. But here, here's one, to, and Bro Bible did the 10 that they're most looking forward to. Uh, Escape from Spiderhead, which is a Chris Hemsworth film. Um, it's set in the near future where two convicts are left to fight off the demons in their past in a facility run by a visionary who uses its occupants to test experimental drugs. Hmm. It, mm. Chris Hemsworth not, rarely sounds, does something I don't like, but that sounds a little... I'll watch it, but... Uh, yeah, I, I'm not sure about that one. Okay, uh, how about The Harder They Fall, which is a... Ooh, it's a, uh, a Western, isn't it? It's an old-school Western revenge tale. Yeah, I'm in on this. Uh, Idris Elba is in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely this checking. The one, Jay-Z has something to Jay-Z, do with yeah, this. Yeah, Jay-Z is the uh, producer. Okay, yeah, I, I'm in on this. Uh, me too. Aaron? Yeah, when I actually find time to? Yeah. <sighs> oh, please. Oh, I don't have enough time. Everybody has time for a movie at home. Everybody. You're not, your wife's an astronaut. She's off in space, you know, three days a week. You can yeah. do this. Oh, yeah, or driving to another state in a diaper because that's what astronauts do. So. I mean, all of her alien meetings have been moved. Like, they're all via Zoom at home now, so she's always home. Well, you know what? Do you have a different room with a TV in it? Uh, that you yeah, can go sit in. It's only a 32-inch TV, and if you're going to watch a movie, if it's not like 55 or bigger, there's no point. All right. I, <laughs> he's hopeless. Uh, don't look up. That's the uh, that that's got Leo and and uh, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence and, uh, and it's the same, Jonah Hill. It's the same. That's guy. A, it's like a star-studded cast. And it's the same guy who did uh, who wrote and direct, written and directed by Adam McKay, who did Anchorman, The Big Short, Vice. Okay. Uh, so I, I'm definitely in on that one. Uh, that, that's a that's a hard yes for me. Um, Beckett. Which is, I haven't heard of this. Yeah, it says uh, they didn't tell too much about us. It's uh, a vacationing couple fall trapped to a violent conspiracy with tragic consequences. Eh. <laughs> that one doesn't really do too much for me. Okay. At, at least in theory. Um, but, uh, eh. okay, uh, here's another one. Red Notice. This spe- I mean, just the name sounds kind of cool. Yeah, it features Dwayne Johnson playing an FBI profiler. Ryan Reynolds, Gal Gadot, who are criminals that they recruit after a daring heist. I think it's Gal Gadot. Uh, I think the actual pronunciation. Actually, yeah, she leaves the T on there. It's Gadot. Oh, does she? Yeah. Oh, well. Right. Actually, Gadot, I, I believe, for... is the actual pronunciation. That's that's a gross-sounding name. It is. That's not attractive. Yeah, but that's... Israeli, I believe. Yeah, yeah but that's... Yeah, uh, yeah, but, I mean, in any language, Gadot isn't like... The, the letters Dut... That's not a uh, that that's not a name that makes you go. Oh, she's hot. Well, just look at her and just call her Wonder Woman and, and forget okay, about I'll, the rest. I'll of do it. that. Uh, there's a movie called Blonde. Okay, uh, which is uh, inspired by Marilyn Monroe. I think I've seen enough Marilyn Monroe. I don't really care. There's a movie called Munich. There's already a movie called. Munich. I know, that's not a new one. But this one this it sounds very different. It says. Uh, takes place in Europe in 1938 with World War II coming in hot. Two friends, a British civil service member and a German diplomat, find themselves trying to avoid the coming conflict before finding themselves at the center of a web of political subterfuge and very real danger. So they're draft dodgers is what you're saying. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> one, I think maybe one of them's in Hitler's inner circle and one of them's not. That circle of evil. Okay. I, love war, I love World War II movies, so I, I'll watch that no matter what. Yeah, I do too. I will definitely be giving it a shot, although... Uh, 
you know, I, I need to know more about it. A couple of these, they don't have a ton of um, info. Uh, here's one that uh, the guilty Peter Skarsgård, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ethan Hawke. Uh, okay. Gyllenhaal plays a 911 operator who tries to save a caller who finds himself in some serious danger. But in an unprecedented Hollywood twi- twist, he discovers nothing is as it seems. So, okay. yeah. Um, a mystery, it sounds like. Yeah, well. It, or a Nick, thriller. Nick, Nick Pizzolatto. I mean, the, the, it's a good cl- uh, good group here. So uh, here's one I'll, I'll watch just because it's Benedict Cumberbatch. The Power of the Dog plays a wealthy Montana man at the turn of the 20th century, uh, which doesn't sound all that interesting. But he's, no. a, he's a co-owner of the biggest ranch in Montana alongside this- his brother. This sounds familiar. It's uh, almost like there's a very popular yeah. TV show about this guy. Yeah, well, I think... Is ma- his last name Dutton? No, but this is a prequel. This is the prequel. Ga- Gal Dutton. So apparently everything's cool between the brothers until uh, one of them marries a local widow and Cumberbatch vows revenge. Oh, Jesse Plemons. How dare you Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst getting back together. How dare you marry that widow? Uh, and I must, I must avenge it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sir, you have dishonored her. You have dishonored me. I demand satisfaction. Except it's Montana. It's not. Um, but you know what? I, I'll watch it. I reckon you owe, boy. <laughs> and uh, then there's one called uh, Sweet Girl, which the title does not sound good. But Jason Momoa is trying to track down the people who murdered his wife while protecting his daughter. Oh, is this going to be like a, uh, uh, what's that, it was, uh, Taken? Is it going to be like that? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it sounds a lot like a Jason Momoa show that I watch where his dad, in uh, basically a bunch of, his, one of his, the guy who works for him um, hides drugs in his cabin, and then the drug dealers go and try to kill him. And okay. they're, they're trying to get the daughter and all. And so it, it's, not, it's not a very good movie, but there's a lot of good shooting. You know, if you like to see blood and death, which, you know, I do. I'm for that sometimes. Yeah, so that's that's some of the stuff that's coming. And that's that's uh, Bro Bible's top ten. But, I, 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 you know, I'd say there's only a couple that I, I wouldn't be interested in at all. I mean, listen, we, I, I'm, I don't have any plans on going to the movie theater anytime soon. So if I'm watching movies, that's the way I'm watching them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that's the... I think that's a play for a while. I don't, and I now I might go to one of these drive-ins at some point, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really up for that at the moment. And but I don't think you know. I don't think movie companies are looking to release movies because they they realize that most people aren't going to theaters. Well, and even, I, I, even drive-ins. Well, I think it's smart doing what they did, even though I, I still haven't watched it. It's smart what they did with the Wonder Woman movie to release it in theaters, but also do it on HBO Max because and get paid for it. Yeah, you know, I, I and I I think that's definitely going to be. I want to say it's going to be the new normal, but uh, I, I think you're going to see a lot more of that, which I'm fine with. I mean, there's movies out right now that look kind of interesting, but I got no interest in seeing them right? or going to the movie theater. Right. And it's like I, and now, then there's one that doesn't look interesting at all, that Tom Hanks cowboy movie. Have you I kind of want to watch that. I, li- I like cowboy movies. I got to get her home. I love, I love westerns, but I don't see Tom Hanks in a Tom Western. Hanks as a cowboy is tough. That, that is yeah. a tough sell. I'll give you that. You know, I and and, and if it's like if it's like Although that, he did play a cowboy in Toy Story. Yeah. I think maybe that's part of the problem. Is I'm looking at him and going Are you going to think he's Woody the whole time? Yeah. Yeah. Where's Buzz? Where's Buzz? Well, there's a snake in my boot. <laughs> oh. No, and I 
I, I'm kind of, I don't want to say I'm out on Tom Hanks because I think he's, he's done some fantastic stuff, but that Greyhound movie was just, it was all him. It was like a, it was like a one act play with one actor and it's like too much. It, it was, it's, it was kind of like the, the one with him in the island in the castaway. Uh, yeah. yeah. What was it called? Castaway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't need that. You know, I hated that movie. I, I did too. I, I like it when there's actually other actors. To me, the best stuff he's done for the most part has been when he's like, like I thought Philadelphia was great with Denzel. Oh, yeah. I, I thought he was amazing in that, but he had Denzel in there too. I mean, he was great, but so was Denzel. I think there's just, you know, I mean, Forrest Gump, he was, I mean, he, that, that was him. But, it, but there are also other actors in there that were really good. So I don't know. I don't, I, I just, I, I'm not in any big hurry to see that. I'd watch it if it were on Netflix. Well, there you go. Because it's a western. I think, and I think it's going to be on demand soon. Yeah. Well, it's a uh, it's a western, and you know I'm always gonna always gonna like westerns. But all right, seven one three seven eight zero three seven seven six. This this, you know what? I I I look up and it's six forty already. What the hell? Time flies, Freddie. I mean, I, I honestly I thought I I kind of felt like it was like six fifteen or something at the latest. Having fun with this. It's just, you know what? It's it's all day James Harden, and all day Texans goofballness, and cannibals. I think the cannibal story is my favorite. And movies, we did movies. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I I I, I think for the first time I heard your cat back there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's uh, yeah. Animals like to make an appearance. They every once in a while. So, uh, you got any any uh, basketball you want to give the people tonight? Uh, I, I kind of I laid it out on the uh, on the, the segment with Brad. I'll be on Gonzaga in the first half, not for the full game, uh, but first half I took them minus fourteen and a half. I've seen it time and again. I mean, this team they they can name their they could name their number every game. They've just stopped after halftime. They, they starters rarely see the floor after halftime. Uh, so I, I think the over in that game is, is pretty live too because they're going to probably get to 100 again. That's what they normally do, and the total's 160, 165, something like that. So I, I think that the, uh, the Gonzaga first half in the over, which seemed like really, really square plays, but if you look through, the, you look through all of their results, this is what's happening. <laughs> they, yeah. they are – now the the over is not always happening, and again that may be a uh, like it may be a Gonzaga first half team total over whatever you can find, but uh, it, but I, I'm I'm just attacking the the Gonzaga minus fourteen and a half in the first half, and then and then the over. So, uh, all right. Well, I have to tell you about my good friend Doctor Linville, and uh, you know I didn't I didn't wear the hat yesterday. Kind of showed off the hair a little bit. And, uh, it guys, it's grown out long and uh, yeah, I need to get it cut now, but I just like the fact that it's long and it's all thanks to Dr. Linville. It's a great procedure. It's called the neograft. And what they do is take care off the back of your head and put it where you don't have it. It's that simple. And it makes all the difference in the world. And when I went to, to meet with him and you know, I wasn't going to do anything, I was just like, hey, I'm just going to shave it and go bald. And he said, take a look at my hair. And I go, well, your hair looks great. And he goes, yeah, cause I had the procedure done. So he's had it done. He understands it. He just wants to help guys like you and me and himself. And if you go to 975hair.com, get a free consultation. And if you're one of those people that don't want people to know you had it done and you're not at, at the office right now, this is a perfect time to go and get your consultation with Dr. Linville. I, I promise you, he will sell you on it because he's a great guy. He does a great job, and he just wants to help guys out. 975hair.com. 
Visit Dr. Linville. Get your hair back today. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz Soccer Matters. Glenn Davis coming up uh, tonight and uh, right after us, so stick around. Dwayne DiRosario, Jeff Cameron will both be joining him, as uh, we mentioned earlier in the show. So, uh... Make sure, make sure you hang around and listen to Glenn Davis, who is awesome. So a little bonus soccer matters this week. Always a good thing. All right, uh, let's do a little Hoffman on Hollywood. Let's start with your boy, Macaulay Culkin. Two of your favorite people, Macaulay Culkin and Donald Trump. Macaulay Culkin supports a Pre- petition President, President Trump. You get to right. replace President Donald Trump in Home Alone 2 with himself. Very odd. And fans have long called for... Uh, Trump to be digitally altered out of the uh, the sequel, but I I don't know. It, like and Macaulay Culkin is is a he's a liberal dude. He's a he's an anti-Trump guy, but he says that um, it, it got the seal of approval from Macaulay, who played Kevin McAllister. Uh, he he wants to have the scene removed. Basically, have an interaction in a New York Plaza hotel, which Trump owned from 1988 to 95. Uh, and Kevin asks him for directions to the lobby, and Trump points him in the right direction. Um, the director recently revealed that Trump bullied his way into the movie and was never actually asked to make a cameo. I don't know if that's true either. I'm sure it's real easy to say now in hindsight. But let's stop digital. Like, don't digitally alter movies. Like, this This is what you did. Just deal with it. Like, I... I and. I'm not saying it's not like this is some you know great film that should always be preserved as what it was, but whatever. I mean, it's an old movie. Who cares if Trump was in it? Doesn't make any sense. Can I I ask you a question? Did did they go back and take O.J. Simpson out of the Naked Gun? I don't think so. Okay, then stop with this nonsense. Leave it alone. O.J. broke into a uh, building and stole his own memorabilia. I mean, come on. How dare he, sir? (laughs) <laughs> hey, did, did, have they gone back and taken uh, Bill Cosby out of any movies? I don't think so. Okay, just checking. Have they digitally Fred- replaced him with Denzel Washington on all the Cosby episodes? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey! Uh, good news, Fred. Mary-Kate Olsen is back on the market. Even better news for you, her ex-husband looks kind of like you. So you've got a chance. Uh, is it the hair? Ex- is it the beak? What is it? It's. I mean, he's. He looks about your age. He's got a big nose. Okay. He's got a big forehead. Uh, he's got like, s- sort of like, you can, a slight chin, but mostly it's a lot of neck. Uh, I mean, it, he's got he's got a little Fred to him. I mean, he's he's a more cleaned up version of you. Uh, but I think I think it's because he's he's you know he's he's European. But uh, Olivier Sarkozy. Uh, and Mary-Kate Olsen have reached a, d- a settlement in their divorce. As of this morning, they've reached a final agreement. Uh, they finalized and signed the copy. Uh, and so the 34-year-old star 
uh, filed for divorce in May. The French banker and half-brother of former French president Nicolas Sarkozy. She attempted to file for an emergency divorce during a moratorium on new cases brought by COVID, claiming that her 51-year-old husband of five years uh, ended the lease on their $29,000 a month Gramercy Park uh, apartment, leaving her to look for a new place amid the health crisis. <laughs> amid the divorce, she moved to a $325,000 Hamptons rental for the summer. So this is, God, what a, what a life for the ultra-rich, right? You know what? I, I would not kick her out during COVID. I'd wait till the end. That's just I, me. I mean, yeah. I so so let her know. I mean, you know, she wants to upgrade a little bit, you know, get a little more seasoning. He also looks super nerdy. All right. Well, I, I don't look nerdy. I mean, I'm, I am nerdy. I don't look nerdy. I just I just look like the Crypt Keeper. I, I have a little story on this uh, Army Hammer, and it, it talks about his, his latest ex-girlfriend. Yeah. And she says... F, that was weird. You never think about it again. He says, I want to take a bite out of you. If I had a little cut on my hand, he'd like suck it or lick it. That's about as weird as we got. But some of the messages he sent really creep me out. Can I cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket so I always have a piece of you in my possession? Um, it, it, she says, uh, he wanted to barbecue and eat me. He enters your life in such a big way. He's such a captivating person. He's got this present and he, presence, and he's aware of that, and he uses it in such a way that most women would think, "Oh my gosh, this is amazing." Especially young women. That's some. Of, that's kind of the scary part. How good he is at active manipulation and making you feel like he's never felt this way about anybody. Uh, he quickly grooms you in the relationship, and then he consumes you darker with darker, heavier, and consuming things. When I say consuming, I mean mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, just everything. He's a chameleon who transforms into exactly who you need him to be and then sucks all the goodness out of you. Yeah, uh, sounds says, like I, every woman I've ever known. He <laughs> says they, uh, he would text her 100 times a day if they weren't together. She said, I wasn't safe, I realized. He kind of makes it like, I'm going to teach you things. Uh, I'm smarter than that, but where was I during that? I knew the whole time. I had this gut feeling the whole time that this was not right. He's not well. He would drink and do drugs all the time. He did some of those things with me I wasn't comfortable with, uh, whether it be heavy drinking or drug use, and I wasn't drinking that way, and it scared me. Um, she de She declined to name some of the sexual acts that she did that were very out of character for her because she didn't want them to overshadow the toll the emotional abuse took on her. Uh, she describes him as one of the most broken people she's ever met. Now, this chick is also very, very hot. So, uh, it's, I mean, his reputation is, is being sullied here, uh, but it's also like, wow, he really uh, he got that, huh? Good for him. No, I mean, the guy's a handsome actor. He'd probably pull whatever he wants. Well, maybe not now. Although I'm sure there's some chicks who are into having their toes chopped off. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, like juggalos? Maybe. Maybe that's what. Yeah. Uh, and finally, Nickelodeon. They uh, scored their best rating in four years with their NFL game on Sunday. The nice. Barry Saints game on Nickelodeon was the, the highest rated thing, including a, an F word being dropped on Nick. Uh, in which they also they just pretended like it never happened. They didn't address it at all, uh, that, that, which was kind of funny. But the uh, it was a huge rating success. Uh, 
the, in, combined with the CBS broadcast, it was the most watched matchup of the weekend. Just over 30 million views. 28 million came from CBS. So you're talking about 2 million views. Still. But for Nickelodeon, that's a that's a big day. Uh, it, it, they you know they wanted to talk a lot about SpongeBob and things like that, and they wanted to. Uh, which is fine. I mean, you're promoting your products as well, and right. and you know. But I, f- I think for the NFL, it was good too to maybe get some new eyes on the game. Yeah, and I kind of wa- wish I'd watched some of it now because it, it looked like fun when they flipped over there and were sliming the end zone. So yep, all right. And that's Hoffman on Hollywood, Fred. Yeah, that was a good. Uh, it was a good Hoffman on Hollywood. You had more details on the Army Hammer thing than I was willing to go into. So, <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, Sanford and Son. Premiered 49 years ago today. Wow. wow. Isn't that wild? I love that show. I did, too. 49 years ago. I, that was Oof. one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. And uh, I was a kid, believe it or not, back then. Even re- back then. Even back then. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Back in your day, Sanford and Son was on, you, you watched it on real-time television, not on reruns. Uh, actually, that's true. Yep. <laughs> Barely. I mean, I... I don't know. I, 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 how many seasons did that go? Because I know I watched it live near the end. Um, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up in the next uh, thirty seconds or so. But yeah, it, it, it went. Uh, let's see. It was on uh, six seasons. Okay, so yeah, I, I probably started watching it live near the end. That'd have been twelve or thirteen or so. I remember watching it then. And then I went back and watched all the other ones. And I, I, I found that on some channel recently and started watching it again. It's still funny as hell. A lot of these shows you watch them now, it's like, eh, I don't know. But that one's still funny. All right. And that- honestly, every time I hear, like, Lamont, who participates in the show a lot, every time I hear his name, I think of Sanford and Son. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Great job, AJ. Great job, Aaron. Pretty good job, me. I know there's a great job coming up from Glenn Davis. Soccer Matters is next. On a special night. Look at that. A very special Soccer Matters. All right. Till tomorrow. Stay sports, you bitches. Ninety seven five.